So for me, the, the act of advocacy is the ability to influence a decision through experiences and behaviours. So that's my definition of it. Now, how you choose to deliver advocacy is potentially the success story, the webinar, the the facilitation as a CSM between two customers that want to achieve a similar or identical goal. So that's my definition of it. But again, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's how I would define it. And then there's all the types of tasks and activities that, that kind of come under it. Yeah. I like that definition. Uh, Anastasia, how do you feel about Matt's definition? Would you change that? I like it, I like it but I would also add to that, that it's also, influences the internal company too because if you have a client uh, five clients that are asking for a specific feature of a product or a specific uh, aspect you can be that voice of a customer be the advocate for the customer's needs and bring it to your product team and influence your product to make sure that that is part of the next release yeah i mean i think the you know the Big thing for for us too that we start thinking about is um, you know the more advocates advocates we can uh, then they can be talking about us without us being in the room right like that's another benefit of of trying to build more brand advocates or trying to build advocacy amongst um, amongst your customers. Effie, what are you, what are your thoughts here? So um, as I've mentioned in my breakout room and some of some of some of those who who know me, uh, I come from the cybersecurity industry where our customers cannot publicly advocate for us at all. Um, so I've put, I've put a really interesting uh, program together that promotes advocacy without sort of like uh, not in the public realm, but I think even those who are not in the cybersecurity can use. So, um, so think of other ways a customer can, can advocate. So for example, if they agree to participate in a beta program, that means that they have trust in your product and your services that they're saying, yes, I will be a guinea pig. And that's advocacy right there. Um, and then if they have to either, you know, privately promote uh, pr- promote the company to another colleague or, or a peer, they're going to go ahead and do that. And that lends to advocacy. Same thing with a design partner. If they're willing to, to sit down and, uh, and be part of a, a d- design partner with maybe product, that's another way to advocate. Um, another way that we're doing it is obviously uh, we'll do white papers, quotes, and testimonials, but uh, anonymously. Um, um, which is a little less of a risk, but still just the fact that they're willing to do that is, is, is advocacy. And finally, what we do, we have all hands meeting uh, about once a month within our, our company. And uh, we bring testimonials within, uh, within our actual, just internally, we bring testimonials from customers who are willing to, to talk about their experience. Even if their experience is not 100% great, they could still be advocates, obviously. If they're willing to do a testimonial for uh, a group of 100 plus of uh, elusive employees, um, that's, that, that's advocacy as well. Man, there's so many good things that you just said in there. Um, first of all, I'm so intrigued. Like you said, like the constraint that you have in terms of trying to build advocacy uh, just seems like it would be a creative exercise to go through, right? Because you don't have all the avenues that we might have What in terms of at least publicly facing like what we can create with our customers. That's That sounded um, extremely interesting. I would love to learn more about your program that you built too. But the other the other thing, two other things that um, kind of came up for me. One is I really like the way that you also just said that they don't have to have had 100% of a positive experience, right? Like you can actually have advocates that are truthful to you. Like that's 
when you start thinking about who an advocate is, right, it's somebody who's telling you the truth uh, in a nice way, trying to be thoughtful about, you know, the way that they're giving feedback. Like it doesn't always have to be sunshines and rainbows when you start thinking about advocates inside of your program. So I love that you mentioned that. The other thing, which it also is kind of maybe in the chat window, I'm curious, um, I don't know, I'll, I'll start with you and then see if others have um, maybe a, a perspective on this too. Words that I've heard you so far, is, at least in the chat and that we've talked about is an advocate, a champion and a promoter. And so are all those, are do you consider all those things the same things or different things, Effie? Like how would you, I don't know, are, the, are they on the same realm of things or are we just kind of uh, mishing and mashing language and verbiage across different things? So I, you know, I think they're all similarly related. Um, and just like when, when you brought it up that sometimes they, they don't have such a great experience, but they could still be sort of an advocate. They may not be a champion, but they could promote. So for example, we just had a recent CSAT uh, survey that went out and we had a we had a customer who gave us uh, a very neutral gave us a three of how satisfied uh, you are with with our with our products. But on the flip side, they did an internal testimonial and they actually uh, went into a partnership that we're doing with Microsoft. Um, so even though they weren't maybe like 100 percent of a, of, of, of a champion, um, they were still a bazillion percent of a promoter, enough to go into a partnership, enough to do a testimonial. So, um, you know, while they're loosely related, they're not dependent on one another. I like that. They're not dependent on one another. Um... I'm pretty sure that uh, the order of operations like goes on my screen. So I'm just going left to right. So don't feel like I'm sliding you if you raised your hand first. But David, I think you were first if it if it goes up there in order. Uh, so what are your thoughts here? OK, so I'll, I'll add two things that I don't think I, I heard yet. First, um, we had at a company I used to work for, we had a customer innovation center. And what we did was we used to bring customers in to ideate around future features and benefits. And we'd put them in work groups and we'd, we'd say, this is what we want you to do. And they would help us ideate and, um, and, and develop future solutions that would benefit their market spaces that they were in. So that was a great way to be an advocate for product development without publicly having to give a reference or a referral or participate in a webinar or something like that. They could come in, do that on their own, uh, or or do it with other customers and it really benefited them. The other thing that I did was um, I brought, I had a couple of customers that because of company, their company policy, they weren't allowed to publicly, publicly advocate for us. So what I did is in my annual kickoff that I did with my customer success team, I brought those companies into our meeting and I had them talk to my team from a customer's perspective about what was important to them, what drove value for them, how communication is important to them. And so they advocated for us as a company, but they did it within our company instead of doing it publicly. Yeah, I love that. We we actually just started a series. We're calling it Customer Insight Series, and we are interviewing uh, two customers a month internally. Uh, so, you know that that won't be ever be shared publicly, but we have it on our internal community, um, and it's about you know half an hour. We we walk through a couple of questions, and we uh, but we have our anybody can come listen to it live, or they can come watch the recording later. And uh, I think we've already gotten some great insights from that because there have been some folks from like our product and engineering side. There's been folks from um, our marketing or sales teams that are just sitting in and listening, right? The, kind of the verbiage customers are using, the experiences they're going through. So that's been really similar to what you mentioned, David. It's been really popular. Um, Sherry, I'm going to go to you next. What are your, some of your thoughts here? 
I had shared with the group something that we had just recently done last week in terms of sort of that voice of the customer and advocacy. Um, this has been something I had been pushing for for a long time because historically we are crap at closing the loop and it's just been bad. So um, I'd like to say other words, I'll leave it there. Um, but we focused on myself and my former CMO decided to put together this kind of internal council to have a formal sort of voice of the customer program where we involve product. And basically it was across all three of our regions, US, UK, EU, um, an exclusive group commitment for a year, like NDAs, the whole bit and meeting with our product team for them to see our strategic roadmap, where was our vision for the next year or so, and then to get their feedback on that. And also then really to understand how they use the software, um, where are their pain points, where are their inefficiencies? And it was, um, we crafted an entire agenda. We worked on this for a few months. We kicked it off last week. It was our first one. We're going to do them quarterly. And it was fantastic. Um, again, it was, people felt really um, enthusiastic that they were part of this exclusive group for an entire year. Um, we gave them LinkedIn badges, sent them goodie bags, <clears throat> sent them a search metrics hoodie, um, all this stuff. But it was, overall, it was absolutely fantastic. We definitely, they were already kind of advocates, but this made them bigger advocates because they felt, I feel seen and I feel heard. And you're really listening to us and what we want, um, that they are part of us developing that roadmap. They're not even beta testers, they're alpha testers. So they'd be like super click dummy, early stage, this is what we're thinking, which they absolutely loved. Um, and the feedback has been fantastic. I shared in the group, I sent a survey out right afterwards. I have 100% respondent, uh, everyone responded. Um, really like four quick questions. The feedback was great. They all liked kind of the same things. The only dislike, which is not really even a dislike is I thought it was gonna be really hard to carve out three hours in my day. And even though it is, I wish we had more time because the conversations were so valuable. And there was another statement that someone made that I loved, which was the listening to understand by the search metrics team was absolutely fantastic. And I thought that that was an absolutely huge win. Um, so, so far we've had resounding success. Everyone's been super pumped. They're looking forward to the next meeting. Um, and they just feel like I said, they're, they're part of where we're going as a company. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we are going down the, the same path you are. We have not launched it yet. We're trying to launch in, I think, Q2 of this year. And so we're starting to put those plans together. So I might I might come to you and start picking your brain about what worked and what didn't work with that. Absolutely. Um, but I like the, like the framework. Um, Blair, you've got your hand raised. What are some of your thoughts here? Yeah, this is one of the reasons I love coming to this group is to, to get different viewpoints and challenges. When I think of advocacy, I think of speaking up for somebody that, that doesn't have a voice. And usually in a lot of companies, the customer doesn't have the voice with the development team, the product team, that kind of thing. So that's generally where I've thought of it before. So it's it's nice to see these other definitions of what it is. So thanks, Jessica, for, for raising that, that definition point. That's, uh, that's big. But yeah, so I'm in the very early stages, we're only in our second year as, as a company, so we almost have too much advocacy right now because we're we're putting clients ahead of the development 
processes and doing all the things that we think we have to have to keep the clients growing. So it's a little different challenge than a lot of people have. How are you? Yeah. How do you keep them at bay right now? How do you, how do you kind of make sure that, uh, you know, you're, you're balancing that right now? I actually having to really push on, on my upper management because they're the ones that are going out and just wanting to do that. And I'm trying to get them to, to think of scale and, and the ability to, to do that and keep a product roadmap going on. So not letting it deviated is, is huge. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's an interesting nuance. And uh, yeah, props to Jessica for getting us all started down the, the path of making sure we're, or how we're thinking about advocacy. Um, Andrew, go ahead and round us out here. What are some of your thoughts here around customer advocacy? Honestly, I just I just need to point out that uh, that David Ellen's going to be joining me along with Melinda Gonzalez and Steve Bernstein next week for a CS Leadership Roundtable where we're talking about rolling out your your first voice to the customer program. So I just threw in chat a link to that if you're if you've got the time. Uh, we'd love to have you. We have usually have a great conversation, and then we have uh, plenty of time for Q and A. So, so definitely uh, join us if you can, and we'll continue to have, uh, we'll continue to discuss this topic. I like it. It's, it's natural. It's funny how that worked. It's you funny. Yeah, timing is timing is everything. Right, you know. Yeah. Um, well, we talked a little bit about advocacy, and you know, uh, it sounds from Matt's definition and talking about what Effie had mentioned. You know, we're we're kind of down the path maybe of of looking at you know what are acts of advocacy that customers are doing on our behalf. So, anybody want to throw out there like ways that you're measuring those things now like the i think the maybe the common thing that i keep hearing about is uh hey you know we've got we have our best advocate except we talk to that we ask that person to do 30 references in like one quarter for us you know we're pounding them all the time like how do we get you know how do we get some some others how do we go build more advocates and get outside of just those um the the few that we have our our hands on so any sort of tools systems processes that you're using to um to do that and i'll go i'll kick it right back to andrew marks here um what are ways that you've you've seen that or done that so, so we don't. We're a small company, right? So we we don't uh, we don't have uh, a whole lot of systems in place yet, and uh, we do a lot of we do a lot of listening, right? We ask a lot of questions. We do a lot of listening. Most of our content in our training programs, uh, especially since level two, uh, has has evolved, has been developed, and, and has evolved based on the feedback that we get from people, and 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 what that's resulted in for us is uh, a really extraordinary NPS course that we're getting from people who are consuming the content, right? So, so yeah, it's not a perfect system, but it's, you know, we, we want the feedback and we, when we take the feedback and we do something with it, which is, I think, what a lot of companies tend to forget um, when you're doing NPS surveys, when you're doing customer sat surveys, if you're, you're, if the feedback goes into a black hole, your customers are, are, are going to be less likely to, to, to spend the time to give you feedback in the future and your product's going to suffer and there, and then your company's going to suffer and your customer base is going to suffer. So uh, yeah, no, no, no magic systems or anything like that. Just really, it's just really important to, to learn from what your customers are telling you and do something with that. Yeah, that is the um, proverbial thing of why we took a step back. We had a lot of automated systems and processes, but then as you started looking at it, you know, it wasn't really doing anything. We, we had some closed loop, but we're like, you know, we'd have CSMs follow up on MPS and CSAP. But then when you started thinking about, hey, this customer um, told us that they would do a webinar on our behalf or they would do a case study or anything like that, it was kind of is kind of out in the in nebulous land. And so we're trying to, you know, go back. And I think to your point, Andrew, like, let's just get back to basics of understanding, like, okay, 
are we closing the loop on the surveys that we have today? And then once we're closing that loop, once we find promoters, like what are the things that they're wanting, want to be doing on our behalf? Like what, what do we want them to be doing? How do we just start tracking some of those things in terms of activities? Um, so I like your point there. And you don't need to, you don't need to, this doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. They want you to be successful because if you're successful, then they're going to continue to be successful. Yeah. Right. And, and so it doesn't have to be anything, anything fancy. Yes, I agree too. Like, uh, I think Sherry's example, right? I mean, giving out LinkedIn badges and looking at uh, other ways to promote themselves to one another. Like, they're just probably even going to benefit from you know coming together with 10, 15, 20 of their colleagues in the industry to learn you know what what everybody else is thinking about where the industry is going or where the product's going. All those kinds of things can be benefits for them too. Um, Matt, you've got your hand raised. Yeah, I'm I'm not coming really with a solution, but maybe more of an ask. Um, I've inherited Influitive as a platform that we have at Cision. Um, for those of you that don't know Influitive, it, it is effectively a gamification platform driving advocacy. Um, and to be honest, I'm not really sure where to start with it. And yeah, I'm talking to, to my CSM and, <laughs> um, and, and kind of working with them, but really kind of asking, I guess, the audience here, what if anyone's had any experience with it, if it's not influitive, have you had experience of gamification generally in driving advocacy? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I've kind of got mixed opinions and I really like influitive in terms of what it looks like and what it drives, but is it slightly artificial? Yeah, I've had that same question. I mean, I think um, I'll give you my two cents and hoping more people can raise their hand. I know we've got a couple minutes left, but you know, Obviously, we're a community platform. Community, or we're a community platform, right? So, Higher Logic, from from that standpoint, we have um, maybe built-in gamification to our community platform. Um, and so, then I think again, kind of the big question that we have right now, Matt, is um, you know, people enjoy being in the community and taking part in you know being a being an expert, answering questions, you know, connecting with their peers, like they're enjoying that they get points and they can kind of see their, like kind of where they rank, right. The leaderboard, so to speak. Um, And so now we're starting to think about if, okay, if we start rolling out a larger advocacy program, you know, do those points from our community matter? Do you build on those points? Uh, And to your point, I think we're asking that same question. Like, is somebody really going to say, Oh my gosh, like I signed up for a webinar. I got 180 points towards my score. Like, does that really, going to be doing anything for them, right? Is that really going to be building it? Um, or are, or are, do we keep those things separate? That's the question that we have right now too, is like, do we keep the community separate, allow people to kind of earn gamification and badges that way? And then, you know, if you're part of our advocacy program, those things, you know, are not, uh, not they're mutually exclusive. You know, like you can be part of, of one or the other if you want to, or both. Um, so that's the question that we have on the table. I don't know if anybody else is dealing with that same thing when you think about um, building advocates, measuring some of that, using using a tool like Influitive or Community, even if anybody's using Community to drive um, any sort of gamification or advocacy. Uh, yeah, a couple of thoughts here. One is I'm a fan of gamification, but it comes with some cautions uh, because I think you can have people who are super users and honestly I've had contacts who I wonder if they do anything else except just play in the community and try to get badges and such, and they can actually get too much of a voice. Um, so as long as you have some, some controls there to just, you know, make sure that you're, you're giving equal opportunity for, for folks. I think that gamification can be a great way to drive, um, engagement. I think in particular with the administrators, so you'll tend to get a very, I think user heavy, 
uh, group of feedback uh, coming in, but um, it's, it's powerful. I mean, it's, it, you really uh, creating those moments of delight with rewards or, or things of that nature. It, it really can help to uh, keep the, the, the clientele engaged. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like what you said, right. You kind of have to have the, uh, the controls in place as well. It can't just be, um, you know, that those, those people who got a voice, uh, maybe last year, last month, last quarter, always get that voice. Um, like you mentioned, and I think it kind of goes back to what, to what Blair mentioned as well, in terms of some of the, the way he thinks about that definition of making sure that we're, um, giving voice to people who maybe don't have a voice today. So thinking about, who are the customers who maybe aren't speaking up uh, and don't, you know, don't want to participate in community? How do you make sure you can build advocacy out of the out of them and make sure that they're included in that type of program as well? Um, so I think that's a, a big thing. We've got um, about three minutes left in today. I am uh, feverishly trying to go find this volunteer form that I put onto the community probably like a month ago. If anybody wants to go find that for me. Uh, Jeremy might be able to go pull it up or anybody, but I um, appreciate everyone joining today. Really excited to get this back going. Like I said, um, I'm going to stop pulling Brett Favre's. If anybody knows that sports reference, I'm actually going to retire from you know holding this microphone. I would like to become a, a member and a participant of these calls. So um, Jeremy Donaldson, who's on the call today has been awesome. He's, he's, stepping up to be a, uh, a lead for our events and office hours committee, uh, as well as, I just blanked on his last name, James, is it Parker? Fisher, Fisher, Fisher James Fisher, sorry. Uh, James isn't here today, so hopefully I won't get, um, you know, go, won't get my wrist slapped. But uh, so James and Jeremy are, are helping us out. So if you wanna participate, um, I will go find the form and, and bring it back up whenever I can. Um, Jeremy just posted it there, so awesome. So if you wanna sign up and participate, not only in kind of office hours, being a facilitator um, or helping us with content creation and, and blog writing or helping us you know, come up, come up with new ways that we're gonna drive new members into Gang Rotating. If you wanna play any role at all in the community, there are now five committees that you could play a part in. Uh, and if you sign up for events and office hours, that does not necessarily mean you have to uh, hold the microphone and, and be in front of a bunch of people. You can help us behind the scenes. We're trying to figure out what do we do with the video content? What do we do with the chat window? It's probably the number one question I get. Um, so there's tons of ways that we're just trying to help um, drive value. So if you have interest have a little bit of extra time. We're trying not to make this a second job. So I promise it's not going to be 40 hours uh, a week on top of your 40 plus already. Um, just fill out that form, let us know, and we'll be um, back in touch with you. But appreciate everyone joining. Hope you all have a great weekend and we'll see you all on Tuesday for CSM office hours and then Thursday for CS leadership office hours again. But we'll see you all soon. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.